Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is the Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? Well, it's going down tonight. I got Sean McKeon in studio. Southern California. It's been back where I live. It's like 109 degrees throughout the week. It's been blazing. It's been like Africa hot out there. <laughs> it has been. I've been hanging out at my parents' house, and literally, we're in the pool with the kids at like 8 in the morning, and it's seriously like 90. It was actually 92 degrees, like at 9 o'clock at night the other night. I, I know. I was there. Insane. I was there. I was in the pool today, too. Dude. You got to do what you got to do to decide or survive out here right now. I told my wife, I said, this is why everyone has pools out here. Exactly. It's so dang hot. But then today we were down in Dana Point with my family, with her side of the family. Big and it drop. Was, it was, yeah, but it was still, I mean, it's still, it's still hot. Yeah. Still hot. It's just, it's just that time. Some of you guys could be driving down the road right now. You're about to go out and get your party on. But the reality is, you know that the life you've been living with addiction and alcohol, maybe you're just trying to numb pain from what's going on around you during this uh, pandemic and other life circumstances. God loves you. He has a plan for you. And if you've listened to the show before, you know that Sean and I have uh, come from that lifestyle and God has literally changed our life. And we're not talking about dead religion. Religion is a waste of time. It has no power in your life. We're talking about relationship with Jesus Christ, the King. He ha- He's able to come into your life. He's able to transform you. He's able to give you that life that you were created for. He's able to give you that peace, that joy, um, just all that stuff that you're looking for through relationships or or drinking or smoking, just to uh, just a just a feel. Uh, what, what is what is when you smoke weed and you drink? It's like it fills you up for like a a time, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you're empty like the next day or later on that night. There's things that maybe you're battling with, like Ryan's talking about. You know, trying to find fulfillment in those avenues, like yeah, they're short lived. Somebody asked me this question today, actually. They called. I have the pastor's uh, phone for the church right now and had that question. He was trying to justify, hey, is it okay if I drink as a Christian and go and do the, you know, different things? And I really turned it back on him, like being led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, the Bible says that wine is a mocker strong, drink is a brawler. Who loves a straight bite is, is not wise. But more importantly, is like, what do you want to be filled with? The Lord, his wisdom, or wine? That only sustains for a little bit of time, yeah. you know, and I had to make that decision from being on drugs and alcohol for so many years. Then I was sober for three months. I kind of called somebody else trying to justify, hey, we're cool if I drink. You know, some people, you know, believe they have a freedom or whatever. I took a drink after and I knew at that time I was done. I couldn't do it any longer because what drinking does, what getting high does is it, what you do it for is to take the edge off. And the Lord wants to take that edge off as far as prayer, the word, and just having a relationship with him to put it all into perspective. We're, t- we're talking about getting drunk and wasted and, and, and trying to numb pain and stuff like that because that edge that you're trying to take off, exactly. That's what Jesus says. Come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you peace and rest for your soul. It's so funny that now, even just the, even though life's crazy and you know you can get on edge, I still like I don't want to go get high or, or drink or like do any of that stuff. Cause I just love being so clear headed and focused. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but God, but that's what God does in you. He, he turns you into a new creation in Christ. All the old things pass away. Everything becomes brand new. So we're going to take all kinds of questions tonight. Um, we'll take uh, questions like, can you kickflip Ryan? That was a question that came in. <laughs> yes, I could kickflip and I could do other flip tricks as well. <laughs> um, but we are going to take uh, any other questions. I'm going to throw out the number one more time. 
888-564-6173. Sean, there's this question that came in online that I want to start it up with. It says, is it okay for a Christian to consume violent media? Now, this is what it comes down to. As a Christian, Christian means to be Christ-like. We're trying to walk in the ways of what, the way Christ lived. Now, if we don't live by all these rules and regulations. That's dead religion. What happens is we live in a the spirit-led life. The spirit-led life is the life that where we find peace and joy and rest in that life. And it's we don't add stuff in our life that will destroy us. For instance, so watching stuff that is violent. So if you continue to watch, say if you watch violent films every single day of your life, you're going to become violent because you are basically what you eat in a sense. Whatever you eat, you become. If you're just like a pornography, if you're watching pornography all the time, all the time, Okay, I used to watch pornography all the time and have sex with as many girls as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Well, because of my consumption of pornography and sex with a bunch of girls, what happened is that's I became just a full-on, like, just wanted to, I was dominated by my sex appetites because you are what you watch and what you become. Yep. So in the same way, and this goes, this is even a bigger thing. This isn't just about pornography. This isn't just about watching violent films. You know, if you're watching supernatural stuff, uh, you know, like stuff that has to do with the Ouija boards or like exorcists or all these like, um, you know, demonic films, you're going to start having demonic stuff happen at your house. I guarantee you. We get calls on the radio show all the time. And some of you listeners right now, maybe that's even happening at your house as well. And if that is, we want to hear from you tonight. We can help walk you through that so you could get those doors closed and you won't have that uh, stuff happening in your house as well. But whatever you're watching, you become. Here's another little illustration. Yeah. Do you remember that guy, Tony? I did an interview with him and Hannah back in the day. Oh, yeah. The ones that were, they were, uh, he was gay and she was a lesbian. So interesting enough, when he told his story, he grew up in a home that was he grew up he grew up with his parents but his father was like distant he wasn't around right mm-hmm. and because of that he had this lack of love in his life he had this this place in his life where he was missing that father figure and so what happened is he started watching the that one um film on TV like uh queer as folk or something okay. it was like an old uh yeah. film on you know the gay community or whatever and he wasn't gay when he first watched it but as he got into it Basically, what that did is that gave him a desire to become part of the community, started having these feelings, to walk in that lifestyle, and then he became gay through that thing. Because what happens is what you watch, you get influenced by – it's almost like even when you look at the media. Like, you know, if you look at the media right now, you see the – you can see the people that watch CNN and you can see the people that watch the other news channels. Mm -hmm. What happens is the media, it literally conditions you. What you're watching, it programs you, it conditions you to believe a certain way, to think a certain way. We talked about Out of the Shadows, that moon, that one film yep. about Hollywood and everything that's happening. He, that actor that was talking about that, that well-known um, stuntman, it's the media and all that, it conditions us to think a certain way. That's why everyone's walking around mass scared out of their minds with this pandemic, which it's only, you know, you have 99 or 98.9% survival rate. Like, it's a joke, right? But yet, people are scared and they're fearful because what they're watching, they're being brainwashed, and then they become it. 
Yeah, and the, what the Bible speaks about, the Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who knows it? God knows the heart, which means that the heart can do very dark and wicked things left to itself. When God gets a hold of your, your heart, he can change you, he can transform you, and then he changes your desires to be his desires. That's why Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said that maybe you haven't committed murder physically, but if you had anger in your heart towards someone into this intent, it is on the level of murder. He's telling us that those things start in the heart. You know, one of the rebukes that Jesus had um, for the Pharisees was another thing, too, was that uh, the disciples are said, were told by the Pharisees, why do you not guys wash hands like we, we do? And then he would go into this whole conversation, and Jesus says, these are all traditions, the washing of the hands and all these things, but that's not what makes a man unclean. What makes a man unclean is his heart, because out of the heart comes adultery, out of the heart comes hate, vengefulness, and all of these things. And like you were saying, Ryan, like whatever you reap, you're going to sow. If you're sowing to the, the flesh, that's what's going to be strong. So should a Christian be consuming a lot of violent material? I, I think you got to be really wise because I truly believe that as well. You're going to get shaped and molded in some way. You're either going to get shaped and molded by the Lord or you're going to be shaped and molded by the world. And when I say the world, I mean the world system. Ryan's talking about the media, the ideology that is there. And that's why you see it. You see it in the school system. You see it in media, obviously. Um, people get so angry. There are crazy things that are taking place in our streets in Portland and other places. People that are totally given over to rage and anger. And it is, it's not a good thing. And as far as television, video games, all that kind of stuff, all those things can be building blocks to getting a lot of horrible stuff into your heart and your mind. Now, I'm going to go back for a second. Now, I'm not talking about being all uptight and super conservative, like, oh, I don't watch any yeah. you know, violence. Okay, let's just get real here, okay? First of all, when you read the Bible, there's a lot of war scenes. I mean, there's some serious violence. It says that King Saul killed thousands, and then King David killed uh, tens of thousands, right? Right. I mean, these guys were warriors. These guys were going to battle. They were doing their thing, right? Now, we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is an excess, just like an excess of anything in your life. If you overdo it with anything, you're going to become it. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to watch, like, I like watching, like, war films, and I like watching documentaries on certain things. I like the the whole, I watched the whole Viking series on, um, I forget what network that was on, you know? I like, I like warrior stuff. I like shooting guns. I like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is when there's an excess of these things, in your life, like anything, you will. It's just like a perfect example. You start listening to like uh, uh, Carly B. Right. She's in the news right now. Yes. The new WAP. WAP? WAP yeah, WAP, something like that. WAP or something. WAP. WAP video. Yeah. And you, I can't even say what it means. It's very it's, it's very pornographic. But uh, Shapiro just did a yes. whole article. Watch it. Watch his uh, version of, of that um, interview hilarious. and that song. But anyway, my point is. When you listen to that, that's literally porn. It is. It's it's straight up porn. And if you're singing these songs, you're just literally singing like it's literally porn. 
It is, you know, and one one thing that Ben Shapiro said, and Ben Shapiro's a funny guy because, you know, he grew up like as a nerd, like, you know, the dude like graduated like college, I think, like in high school. Like, I somebody asked him the question one time, he's like, what was your good uh, high school memories? He's like, I had none, I got beat up all the time. <laughs> so when he's talking about like these cultural things, and he's a very smart, intelligent person, and his perspective is breaking down, it's like, why are you bringing in all this information and making uh, this this music and putting it on such a plateau of like this is like art piece this isn't art it's filth and it is destroying minds and it misrepresents women and it destroys young people's minds like why is this going in such excess in our culture and our world today it is and that was his argument it's going to destroy the minds and the hearts of the people if i just sum up what he was saying so there it is there uh Call in. We want to hear from you guys tonight. 888 I'm in studio with Sean McKeon. Um, we are, I guess we have a call here. We're going to go ahead and grab this while other calls come in. We're going to go ahead and take Maria. There we go. Maria, how are you doing tonight? I am doing good. I'm blessed. Thank you. How about you guys? We're doing great. What's your question tonight? It's just uh, how do you minister to the person that so-called calls themselves Christian, but they still drink um, without having to uh, battle with them? It's so hard to to do that. Like getting like getting drunk and doing drugs and stuff like that. And mainly, mainly yeah, drugs, but mainly uh, alcohol. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when it first of all, it's like you. <laughs> You got to let you get there. There's grace. Like, see, there, this is like a loaded question because, like, we don't know much about this person. Like, did they just give their life to the God? Are they like coming out of this lifestyle? Are they trying to? They're like, when I gave my life to God, there was like a process. You know, when I first gave my life to God, like the, uh, you know, the drugs and alcohol stopped immediately. But then I was still watching pornography for like six months, still smoking cigarettes like a pack a day for months. You know, the cussing left. I mean, there's different things, but. You know, because I used to say the F word like every single, you know, after every single word. But, you know, there was like there's a process that that the Holy Spirit does in our life that transforms us. But um, so is he. So like is this person think like how long have they been a Christian? How, how long have they been in this lifestyle? Uh, since uh, but, but since I married him <laughs> 33 years ago. Oh, 33, 33 years. So, but it's been like uh, it, it keeps uh, getting um, worse. Like uh, he keeps going at it, like drinking a little bit more. Yeah, um, because yeah. he's just he's not a drunk. He's just drinking social drinking or whatever. He does yeah. it yeah. continually. Like uh, and we get we get into it. Then I just want to. I know I pray that I stop nagging him uh but sometimes it's um well, just just to be just to be clear the the bible i first of all i'm not for drinking because it never ends up well because you end up getting fights with your spouse and your girlfriend and your mm-hmm. duis and there's there's nothing ever positive that comes out of people that are getting uh, drinking all the time sooner or later it's, you're, you're gonna get lo- cut too loose and something's gonna happen but the bible mm-hmm. says uh do don't drink to be drunk Okay, so Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's that's what the Bible teaches, you know, and there are Mm -hmm. some there are some people that have a liberty to, you know, they they can drink a glass of wine and they are they're fine and there's no problem. 
There's some people that do that, but I don't ever encourage that because I've seen the progression is people start with a glass of wine here, a glass of wine there. And then what happens mm-hmm. is, you know, one turns to two and three. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, yeah. they're getting divorced. We hear these stories all the time. I, th- I think the, 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 the simplest thing is this. I know it's, it's your husband, you said, that you're yeah. talking about. You know, the most important thing is you're praying for him spiritually. You know, you, you want God mm-hmm. to speak to them because so often people that are close to us, like they might have, you know, right intentions to want us to stop drinking or do different things. But they know where you, she, he knows where you stand. The main thing is mm-hmm. encouraging him in a walk with God, knowing the Lord better in his life and praying that the Holy Spirit works in his life. Then the Lord is the teacher. The Lord will speak to him. You know what? I've been doing this a long time, but I'm, I'm over it now. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. Because if you just look at the Christian life as a bunch of rules and regulations, the do's and the don'ts, uh, you're missing out on what the whole thing of the gospel is and having a relationship with God. Because it's almost like if you once you get turned on to God and you're like, you're you're reading and you're praying and all of a sudden he starts speaking to you and you're like whoa that's just amazing the fact that he actually spoke to me and like you start praying and things start happening that's that's what really motivates you to be like you know what <clears throat> i i need to be in tune i want to be in tune to him i don't want to be like dazed and confused and not hear his voice yeah. so it becomes like an attraction you know when you're walking with him so yeah keep keep him in prayer and um that's that's about it. God, God will get them. Okay. All right. Love Thanks you. Thanks for uh, calling in tonight. Thank you so much. No God worries. You Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. Okay, cool. So I'm going to give the number out. 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. Sean, what, what other question you want to take? You know, this is a question. Yeah, this is a question that gets asked so many times. Maybe I'll break it down real simple. It is, what is the unforgivable sin according to the Bible or the unpardonable sin? This might be, other than marriage, might be one of the most repeated questions that come through churches so often. You know why? Satan condemns us a lot. You know, Satan wants us to make us to feel like we have no access to God or we've gone too far and there's no way that God can forgive me. And there is what is spoken of as the unpartable sin or the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit that will not be be forgiven that Jesus spoke about. And oh, yeah. some people think like, I committed that. I committed the unpartable sin. I've always loved like your dad or guy, Chuck Smith back in the day would say the same thing. If you are asking the question that you've committed the unpardonable sin, you have not committed it because you would have no conscience. You, your heart would be so hardened. You wouldn't care if you had a right standing with God at all. Both of them said they they didn't even meet anybody on that level. But what is the unforgivable sin? It's simple and broken down like this. It is the resisting of the Holy Spirit continually for the rest of your life. It is rejecting God's way of salvation because in heaven— there's no other way to the throne room but through the Lord. Mm. And so if you're resisting the Holy Spirit all the days of your life, you don't want the Lord. You don't want the Lord your whole life. You have that right. You have that opportunity. And then for resisting God's only way of salvation, he only made it one way. Mm-hmm. Jesus say the, the way is straight. So it's just trying to find salvation apart from what God has called us to. And it is only through in Christ. The unforgivable sin is something that a lot of people find condemnation in, and um, that's where Satan like does a big damage in our lives. So you basically, if you just continue to say, I don't want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life, all the way to your deathbed. Yep. And then, you know, I was listening to a study today from Chuck on uh, Genesis 6 about the days of Noah, you know, what it was like back then, which is, if that study was given, 
literally when you listen to that, you could be like, that study was given like yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, he's talking about the how people, what happens is when you're probably like crazy, dirty sinners the way I was, like extremely into like anything and a lot of everything and just always looking at way, new ways to get crazy, mm-hmm. the progression of sin, your mind starts getting tweaked as far as you start getting into crazier stuff. You know what I'm saying? Always. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, your mind, you're just, you're so far gone into some crazy stuff that you don't even realize you're that far gone. Yeah. What was Chuck saying? Uh, Oh, no, he was just talking about the days of Noah's, the way it'll be. And he was talking about, you know, during just all the things that were happening, you know, during those times and the way it'll be like now, when you look at culture, you just kind of see everything that's happening right now. And Jesus used the days of Noah as an illustration of his coming. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you see that, that's when I'm coming. And then you look at now, <laughs> pestilence, you know, virus. He was he even said viruses and stuff. Yeah. The, the whole thing. The heart of man was continually yeah. wicked, yes. Yeah, it was crazy. So here, this is a great call to piggyback off that last question. Um, here we go. I think it might be going through the process right now. They said when they said they said it was when it's green, it's go. I think it's light green. Light green. Okay. <laughs> different shades. Different shades of green. All right, let's grab another call. Well, I'm gonna give the number out one more time. Triple eight five six four. Six one seven three triple eight five six four six one seven three. Hey, we're actually on a couple of new stations. Oh, we're, we're, we're on a new station here in LA, and oh, we're actually on, I think, three new stations in Hawaii as well, okay. on the main island and a couple of the other islands. Very cool. So pretty dope. Just got picked up on a couple more. So uh, what else, Sean? What, what do we got? Um, I th- you thinking. Yeah, I think here's another one. I mean, this is this is a big one, and it, and it's on marriage. It said, "Is it worth fighting for a marriage even when you feel like you have fought enough?" Basically, like, when is enough is enough? When do I get to the place where things aren't changing? And th- those are tough questions. I mean, that's another one that you have to kind of engage the the listener, the caller, because yeah, there are crazy things. All I would say to that is. You cannot stop on your marriage until the Lord tells you that because the Lord desires unity in marriage. Satan always wants to divide the home and you have to be interceding. You know, you don't want that division. It's so easy to throw in the towel sometimes when things are getting tough. And um, obviously, as a pastor, I have seen marriages that have been on the brink of total destruction and even encouraging them, giving them all the scriptures, praying for them, be like, this is going to be tough to overcome, but I've seen some of them overcome. But at the same time, there are those um, that, you know, it was too far gone. They both, you know, had prayed about it and they or one had prayed about it and they had to make that tough step. I think that call is ready, Ryan. So. All right. Yes, it is ready. They were just texting me saying it's good, but I'm like, it ain't good. Here we go. Let's go ahead and grab this call from Pomona. How you doing tonight? Hello. Good to hear from you. What's uh, What's your question tonight? Uh, my question is that uh, I um, I got away from the Lord, you know. I don't know whether it was the devil or what it was, and I did try to get back, but I want, just want to make sure, is it too late? Listen, let me tell you right now, it's never too late. It's never too late. God loves you. And think about this. God loves you so much that he died on the cross for our sins mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago. And he knew everything that was going to happen. And he loved us when we were in the depths of our craziest times of our life. 
and he still loved us and he died for us. And he still loves you and he's going to always continue to love you. And this is why he died on the cross that the scripture says we could come boldly through the throne of grace. That means we could come to him anytime, anywhere. It doesn't have to be in church. It's wherever you're at. You're driving. You're at your home now. Wherever you're at, you could call out to him and say, God, forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And that's it. He'll forgive you instantly on the spot at that moment. And guess what? When you mess up again tomorrow, he's going to forgive you again. And the next day and the next day. Now, the scriptures also say that us as believers, we don't make a practice of sinning. Okay, so what we want to do is we want to continue to read the Bible, learn, learn what Jesus says, how to live and try to live that life. And that's where the power of the Holy Spirit happens in our life. He, he, he operates in our life to help us overcome those moments. And I'm not perfect. I'm not like this spiritual giant. I'm not this, you know, perfect guy. I mess up. I sin. You know, I say the wrong things a lot. And but God is there. He forgives me. And he's in the business of uh, transforming lives, and he loves you a lot, and he'll do it tonight. And um, oh, excuse me, excuse yeah. me, uh, you didn't give me a chance to, or I guess they already told you my name, right? Uh, yeah. no. What's your name? Babino. 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 Okay. Actually, I went to a church. There was a the uh, because of the situation is going on in my life right now. Yeah. And so I can't go to my church where I usually go. To, but there was a Mexican church uh-huh. up there, and the lady prayed. I told her my situation, and she prayed for me. Uh, she prayed a sinner's prayer with me. But I only called in because I wanted to make sure that did the Lord hear my prayer. When yeah. she prayed for me, did the Lord hear my prayer? You know so what? That's it, why I pray. Babino, it all comes down to your heart. If, if When you said that prayer... Did you mean it? Mm-hmm. Did you mean it when you said it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Well, there it is. Because our relationship with Christ, it's a heart issue. So if you right. if you literally meant so it in your heart. you telling me, not to interrupt you, but so in other words, you're telling me it's Satan trying to get me to not believe. Oh, yeah. He, he, he loves to play mind games. And he said there's yeah. condemnation. And then there is, uh, my mind went blank. Conviction. Conviction. Conviction and condemnation. Conviction is when you're like, man, I need to give my life to God. I want to change my life. That's conviction. That's from the Holy Spirit. That's good because we always want to continually change. But condemnation is is the lies and the doubt. Satan. Here's some names for Satan. The dragon of old, the serpent, the father of lies, the destroyer. That's what he wants to do. So he wants to lie and give you uh, unbelief and doubt. He's the king of that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you, but you know, is that cool? Let me, oh, now let me, you're on the air. Now you got me on the air. Now why are you talking to me? I yeah. can hear what you say it to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me pray. For, let me pray for you. Babino, in Jesus' name, I just pray that, God, I pray that you touch her right now where she's at. I pray that you will flutter with the Holy Spirit. Let her encounter peace from the top of her head to flow through her feet, Lord, that she will literally encounter you supernaturally right where she's at, that you will just encounter her in a very powerful way. Holy Spirit, come and fill her in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And God, I pray that you send your angels to protect her and to surround her. And Lord, I pray that you give her desire to open your scriptures and read them and that she will grow in their faith because faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. How you doing over there? I don't know. 
All right. Well, thanks for calling in. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on. I think we have a couple minutes left. We've got two minutes left. So uh, you got a question you want to answer in a minute? I think that one that's coming up is really cool, but why don't you kind of um, bring we need up- to, We need to take that one on the on the break. Yes. Or after the break. I'm going to give out the number again, 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. Give us a call. All questions are good. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be here. So let's let's go ahead and take a quick call from here. Um Let me do this one. This is a big one. It says, what do you guys think about the peace deal between Israel and the UAE that happened last week or the week before? Where it comes prophetically, it's a big thing. What a lot of the good Bible teachers are are saying is what it – Jesse Barella from our church is like – he's just blown away by this. Because what it is doing, it is truly setting the stage of Ezekiel 38, 39. Now, the people that are doing the treaty, they probably don't realize that. But what it is doing, it is, it's how, and they're going to be part of those allies, as the Bible says, that actually are going to be those that aren't going to go in and come after uh, Israel. But the other ones, Iran and Russia, those are going to be on the other end that are going to be coming through. And so to see those things coming to place, that the Bible said thousands and thousands of years ago in the book of Ezekiel 38, 39. This is one of those things on the prophetical calendar where people wrestle, when is this going to take place? Is it going to take place before the rapture of the church, after the rapture of the church? It's just an exciting time to be a believer, to see the word of God continue coming to pass. Those guys that like Don Stewart and all these other guys that break down end time stuff have done a lot of stuff, so check out their stuff on what's taking place. All right, we're going to be going to break in a minute. I do want to plug our tour, Montana, September 26th to October 4th, and Idaho, October 5th to October 18th. The Whosoever's is coming to do Kill the Noise. Contact us at thewhosoever's.com. Uh, we're doing skate contests and going to the open schools. We will talk to you guys in two minutes right after the break. Peace. Good. The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now, back, back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. We are back. I got Sean McKeon in studio, and I have a special guest tonight. I have my father-in-law, Steve. Chilling. In the house. He's just chilling. Chilling, checking it out. I told him it was going to be like the Wild West. You know, <laughs> Tonight's show is pretty mellow. <laughs> you get crazy sometimes. We yeah, get some crazy questions. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. when You never know what's going to crack off. All right. Um, right before the break, I, I was plugging that we were going to Montana and we were going to Idaho on tour. The Whosoever's is touring. You know, we haven't even stopped since the pandemic. We just we did a tour uh, recently. We just got back. We're going to the open states. Uh, if they're open, we're going. And the gospel is being preached and people are getting saved. And it's epic. So uh, hit us up at thewhosoever's.com, and we will come and we will uh, we will party in your city with you guys and bring the good news to that generation. Um, let's go ahead and grab. Um, let's see. We're gonna go ahead and grab uh, this call right here. We're gonna grab Reese from Irvine, California. Reese. Hi. How you doing tonight? I'm fine. I just um, 
I'm really, really bothered about the, this song, and I don't even want to mention the name of yes. it. We already talked you're... about it on the show. <laughs> oh, that must have been when I was hanging my laundry. Okay. I missed it. We were talking about how da- uh, Shapiro uh, did a great interview about it. Okay. Ben Shapiro? So, so what's your question? Yeah, so what's, your question? what's your perspective? Um, I'm a mom. Yep. And just listening to these young young girls and boys talk about it. Yep. And some of them are Christian, and they think it's perfectly okay. And um, last night I found this on the Internet. There's this girl named Roxanne Morgan, and she does a Christian opinion on Cardi B's new song. And um, it is just amazing what she says. I mean, just that it does not honor our bodies. Right. I mean, it, it just, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. But the way she just goes into detail and, and uses scripture to just basically say what a disgrace it is. Yeah, I mean, she, to just is she on YouTube? Yeah. Her okay. name is uh, Roxanne Morgan. I found her. I found her. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. I mean, basically, there is, there is, uh, there's no morals anymore. This is just kind of the whole agenda of what you've been seeing with politics and everything, uh, pushing um, just the whole agenda. And over the last, uh, probably since the Clinton time, is when everything started shifting rapidly within with the Obama administration, and uh, even now with everything that's going on. Um, it's, it's just pretty disgusting. And, and obviously we tour schools, so we're around students all around the world, middle school and high school. And this is what's going on because we're all on devices, smartphones, we're all connected. We're all watching the same films. We're all seeing the same lyrics. So it's not just affecting America. You could be in Mexico. You could be in Australia. You could be in Europe. You could be in South Africa. It's like everyone's watching the same stuff. And what it is, it's, it's literally destroying uh, the minds of 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 people. It's like porn. It's straight up porn that's going yeah. in. And on top of that, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about this question that says, can a Christian consume violent media? And we were just talking about what violent media does. It's the same thing. Consuming, watching, hearing. Jesus says the eye is a light to the body. You know, um, it's, yes. And this is the problem is when we're believers and we're Christians, we have the Holy Ghost in us. See, when you have the Holy Spirit in you and you're watching stuff that is not holy, as in holy, as in pure, as in true, when you're watching that stuff, you would get convicted for watching it. But when Christians say that they're watching this stuff and they're Christians, well, are they even truly Christians? How can you be listening? How can you literally be listening to stuff that is straight up garbage and calling yourself a Christian? Yeah. Like, it's like... Yeah. What's another scenario well, like? Let me let me just yeah. talk about this. That's the distinction. Yeah. The believer, Christian, that has been born again of the Holy Spirit, where God's working in their lives. Like, there's no way that you're going to find um, a justification for, it, or you shouldn't find justification for it, because as the world, the world, this is this is a, this is the thing in our in our nation, in our world. Our freedom of speech is something that's very valuable. You know, for us to be able to speak and do things, and people do have the freedom to even do crazy songs like this, but it doesn't mean that that it is right, right? And as children of God, we need to be able to discern those things. Uh, I remember back in the day in the early 90s, you know, I wasn't a believer during that time, but Two Life Crew was huge back then. NWA was huge back then. 
uh, uh, Two Life Crew was getting banned in the United States. They were the first Carly yeah, B. Yeah, exactly. They, they got were, banned, actually. They, were get, they, were, they, got, they got banned by the lyrical content. But the argument was, like, how far do we take this? Because then are we taking away the freedom of speech? Obviously, we can all go into it. And it's like morality, it is off. It is wrong. I don't think even somebody that's not walking with God shouldn't be listening to that stuff because it's it's corruption. What it's going to do, these young people. I heard about that, that song or that video had like 76 million views in like two days. That's yeah. how much people are just bringing all that filth and garbage into their mind, putting in all those images that you can't get away. We, we have the choice yeah. to you know take in information as, as we please, but the consequences can be disastrous. And that's why you, the Bible says that we are the temple of God, that you want anything to defile, defile yourself, your mind, your heart, because those things make, will get into your heart. And as we were talking earlier in this show, it comes out. And I, I would not say that a child of God should be able to justify uh, that kind of music uh, in their lives for sure. Yes. So that is, that's it. Thank you for calling in. Not alone, Reese. We, we, we're with you. We stand with you. Thanks, guys. Okay. And, um, yeah, it just, it just sears the, the conscience. Correct. Oh, yeah, and, totally. And me as a mom, I, I was in tears. I, I was like, Lord, forgive me for even continuing watching that. But, you know, they can put anything with Kylie Jenner in it, and the youth will say, it's okay, it's okay. If it has Kylie Jenner, it's okay. And um, it. It's all it's all progression. If you go back, we've talked about this stuff. We always address these kind of issues on on the show. I mean, you watch it was like Lady Gaga, then it was, then it was Kylie uh, Miley Cyrus swinging from the wrecking ball video. It's like the progression. It's like you got to keep they got to uh, they got to keep pushing the limits, you know, if they want to get recognized. So, but that's just that's where we're at. And and we were talking about the beginning of the show. It says it'll be like the days of Noah before Jesus comes. Everything's ramping up. You got the chip surfacing. You got the cashless society happening. I mean, if you just look at everything, it's like the days of Noah. It's about to go down. So, uh, you know, the king's coming soon, and it's getting exciting. That's why we got to reach as many people as possible. So, Amen. And we know the ending. Exactly. We know the ending, exactly. But th- now's the time for believers to shine and do their thing and love people and, and, and reach people for Christ. So we all stand together. Thanks for calling in, all right? Thank you, guys. Bye. Awesome. All right. I want to get through all these calls, Let's do it. if possible. So we got a, we got a lot going on. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. I have Sean McKeon in studio, and it's going down. Let's take this next one because this kind of goes along the lines with our last call. Bill from Yorba Linda, how are you doing? Good, uh, Ryan. Um, my my question is from Romans one. Um, can a depraved mind become undepraved? And I know the lady just got off the phone mentioned the word seared conscience. conscience. Mm-hmm. Uh, can a seared conscience become unseared? Uh, well, I know my mind was pretty jacked up when I found God. I think I was pretty seared at that time. I mean, enough, I mean, Sean, you knew me. I mean, we, you know, I was into some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff at that point. I mean, I was around some pretty gnarly stuff towards the end for many years. And I don't think anything really even phased me, honestly. Um, the stuff I was seeing and watching and, and, and God got a hold of me. Yeah. It was, a, it was a supernatural miracle. 
I, I mean, obviously, I've known you since we were in high school, saw that, saw that in my own life. I mean, sometimes it definitely seems like a whole nother life. Some of the places that we once were, some of the things that you once did, that was just like common life. And uh, talking about sexuality, just talking about the drugs to excess, the alcohol, but the anger, the violence, everything that was there really consumed the life. It, we were guys that were sarcastic, you know, cursing every other words and just being cynical, like kind of mindset in a lot of ways, right? Filthy minds too. Yeah, filthy minds on everything, you know, filthy jokes on everything. So the cool thing, I love the book of Romans. It's my favorite book of the Bible. And what Paul is doing here is chapters one, two, and three, he gives an example of three different people. When he's talking about the depraved man, he's talking about that total unbeliever. Chapter two, he talks about the moral man. And chapter three, in the end of chapter two, he's talking about the Jewish man as well. In verse three chapters, what does it do? It's like taking us to a courtroom and showing that we're all guilty. The depraved man, the moral guy that's kind of like a good person, and then the Jewish people. All of them fall short of the glory of God. There's none that is righteous, no, not one. But that is why the gospel came. Because in chapter 4, he gives an example of two men, Abraham and David, who were godly men, but both of them had lapses of faith. Both of them had moral failures in their life as well. But God uses them as a testimony of forgiveness and of faith. And in chapter 1, remember, you just go back to like, what is it, verse 16, where it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation and all men will stand before god and he, i believe the, the text that you're talking about too it says earlier that the heavens declare the glory of god god is so powerful god is so loving that he came to, to seek and save that which was lost he came for the filthy sinner he came for the tax collectors and those people in, in the community at that time that were looked down upon so yes god is able to cleanse a seared mind. God is able to heal the depraved heart and mind because that is what he's in the business of doing, completely restoring minds and hearts. He can restore the years the canker worm is eaten away. Okay, because I was, you know, in verse 28, it says, you know, they didn't think it was worthwhile. So at, at some point, a man, you know, yeah. can actually think at some point that it is worthwhile and, and make a turnaround. Yeah, and what he says at the end of chapter 1, when he goes through all of those things, he's talking about homosexuality, and it's like a buildup of everything, right? Envy, murder, strife, deceit, backbiters, lovers of God, all of these things. Yeah, man has the ability to make the choice to reject God all the way. But there's also God is able to forgive all the way down in the bed in the hospital about to die the most filthy sinner. Yeah. That's the gospel and that's grace. Yes, on this earth, man has the ability to live gnarly like this. God gives man a choice, and that's the cool thing about the Christ Christianity. God doesn't force his way into to our lives. He stands at the door and knocks, and if you open up the door, he'll come into your life. He'll be there all the way to the end. You hear those stories all the time, but let's just hope that you're uh, you're able to you're able yeah. to accept him um, at the end. You know, just like get hit in a car and like you're just done. You didn't have that time to to give your life to God. Well, there it is, Bill. Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Ryan. Sean. All right, bye -bye. we'll talk soon. Thanks, Bill. Rad. All right. Uh triple eight five six four six one seven three. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. We have some more time on the clock to take more calls. Hit us up. Here we go. We got uh Claudette, right? Claudette from Pomona. How you doing tonight? I don't think you hit the button, right? Oh shoot. Here we go. Let's start over. Claudette, there you are. How you doing tonight? 
Yes, I'm doing good, Ryan. Thank you for asking. How are you guys? We are doing, doing good. Well. It's how how hot is it over there right now? <laughs> um, right now it's 80 degrees. Okay, so it's pretty hot. <laughs> so what's up? What's your question tonight? Um, my question is, where in the Bible does it say that marijuana is a sin, or how is it described? Because I was trying to read my Bible and look for that verse, but couldn't find it. Uh, marijuana is chapter Romans chapter three. No, I'm just joking. Um, the word marijuana is not in the Bible, but a lot of people use the verse from um, Genesis where it talks about um, every herb and seed is for man. I, I probably butchered, butchered that uh, scripture. Sean's going to look it up. But, you know, this is what it comes down to. And this is what it all comes down to is that, you know, the Bible talks about us being filled with the Holy Spirit. And not yeah. um, filled with with wine or basically stuff. It being in, basically it says being to- the original language of the scripture says be intoxicated with the Holy Spirit and not with intoxicated with with wine. Like basically be not intoxicated. Like he wants you to be filled with this Holy Spirit, with the living water, and being in tune to the God of the universe, and not dazed and confused. Because if you're dazed and confused. You're not going to be able to hear the voice of God. You're not going to be in tune. The way I look at it, because I used to smoke weed a lot, and I used to pop pills and drink, and pretty much whatever you got, I would do it. And the reason why I stopped drinking personally is because it's addictive, and it's a depressant, and a lot of bad things happen from it. But also, when I'm in tune, with the, when I'm in tune like the way I am now with, with, with God and just with life, um, once I drink a beer— or a glass of wine or something, it's almost like turning the light switch off. I get I get like a fuzzy signal or, or I get disconnected from being in tune. So it's like, you know, I hear people go, why well, smoke weed and I read the Bible? Well, I don't know about you, but if I smoke weed, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm trying to chill and I'm not trying to like, you know, focus on God or anything. My brain just goes to like stupid mode, you know, just like chill mode. And that's that's the yeah. whole thing. That's the whole thing with... with um, with does it get this is my question to you does and i would say not only just weed but anything that you're putting in in your life is it taking the place of god is it getting you closer to god and that's just like an open open question with anything in our life it's not just about weed it's is it drawing you closer to god in your relationship or is it pulling you away or is it clouding the clouding the vision yeah i would definitely cloud it because I, it's not me personally. Yeah, no, I, I know. know that's not what you're asking. Yeah. But I really like, I know someone close to me and I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm trying to read the Bible it's morning and night and, and I want to just get the message to that person and like really bring to them like ah, that it's wrong to do that. Yeah. And okay. it, even though, you know, how people do it medically, I guess they would say, or like think it's mm-hmm. medically. But like if they're sick, I mean, that's another thing I always wonder about. Yeah. 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 Um, Obviously, this is a a big topic. I mean, I'm here 43 years old. I would have never thought that, you know, marijuana would be so, so legal everywhere in our society today. Guys that used to be drug dealers are now entrepreneurs in 2020 uh, selling weed. It's changed a lot, right? Um, When we were growing up, you know, we, we got high all the time. I smoked weed just about every day. All the way through the 90s and, and early before I came to the Lord. So I, I know how it is. Like it's just you smoke it like cigarettes for so many people and we'll look at it as less harmful than 
other kind of drugs, cocaine or meth or even alcohol and try to justify it. So you say, where do you find it in the Bible? You know, people try to flip something like in, in the book of Genesis. Oh, it says herbs in the Bible. Well, he's talking about food in, 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 uh, in the book of Genesis. But the main thing of when we're talking about any kind of drug uh, such as marijuana or anything is in the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 22. That particular verse is verse 20, where it says idolatry or sorcery. The word sorcery is what we get our, in the Greek language. We get the word pharmakia. Pharmakia sounds close to a, a word that you might be familiar with. That's pharmacy. And so when it comes to this, this was intoxicating at that time potions or different things that people would take that were kind of like a hallucinogenic. And what happens is it opens up a gateway to a demonic realm. And you don't want to play games with those things. And the stuff that they're putting in marijuana today, they're so infused with so many chemicals, cocaine, meth, fentanyl, all these other things that are there in our society today, acid, LSD, mushrooms, all the stuff that we did growing up. You know, it's not something that's good for a child of God to continue to do, shouldn't do, shouldn't be justified. The Bible says it here. Those that continue living this lifestyle, taking on sorcery, pharmacia in this drug abuse way, alcohol and drunkenness is, and anger and all these things, adultery, fornication shall not inherit the kingdom of God. There, There is the CBD stuff too without THC that works great for, for I mean, people use it um, for pain and different things. So there's different ways, but they take the THC out of it as well. So there's different versions you can get of it. So there's, there is a medical side of that. But this is the other thing you got to think about. And this goes again with anything that you're going to put into your body Regardless, like we know there's medical, there's medical reports about THC, the weed that it damages, it damages your lungs. It it destroys your, your, uh, it destroys your brain cells. So it's destroying your body. If you're a creation of Christ, you don't want to destroy your body. It also destroys your memory, your short term memory. When we were up and smoke, man, I don't remember half those years. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because your short-term memory, but if you're smoking every day, all day long, you just don't remember <laughs> anything. So also, but you know what? This is the thing. We want to point people to Jesus because Jesus is the one that changes people's lives. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad, I don't, I can't go around telling people, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. People are free to do whatever they want. That's, that's free choice. I'm not, it's not about a relationship, but God is not a bunch of rules and regulations. It's literally, if we're, we're concerned for people, we could share the love of Christ, that God loves them, and he wants to be their savior, he wants to forgive them, and he wants to help them through life. As they come into a relationship and they start seeking God, you know, and they think it's not a bunch of rules and regulations, what will happen is God will reveal himself, and then some people just stop smoking weed, or stop drinking, or like God just encounters them. That is the best thing for someone, yeah. to introduce them to Jesus, and yeah. not to try yeah. to uh, transform them, you know what I mean? As you know. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to just be like, I mean, it's just so hard because I really want this person to just be with me and like read the Bible and, yeah. and like be a Christ follower. And they do pray and we it, pray, you know, but it's obviously that it's taking that away from is them. Is this your boyfriend? Is this um, your boyfriend? This a good friend. Oh, friend, friend. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Okay, good. Um, yeah, because you know, I was going to say you don't want to be in a relationship with. with if a believer, if you're walking with God, you don't want to be in a relationship, someone that's, you know, getting partying, getting wasted and all that stuff. Because it's like, what well, you know, the light and dark, it doesn't mix. Um, just pray for them. There's so much power in prayer. Pray for them. God will get them. 
All right? Great question, Claudette. And that's that's a good question. Thanks for calling. I think she already hung up. So we have a couple minutes left. Uh, let's let's bounce back to Brady really quick. Or is this a new one? Bradley. Bradley. Bradley, you're calling in from California. What is your question tonight? We got about two minutes left. Let's see. He's on air, but he's not on there. Well, we're just going to go ahead and take his call because I could see what he said right here. It says, but can it, you explain the unforgivable, unforgivable sin? No, that's the one that came in earlier. Yeah. Remember? So we're going to go back to the beginning. Yeah, so the back of the beginning. It's in Matthew chapter 12, known as the unpartable sin. And it is really, I, I think the simplest way to break it down is it's just rejecting God's work in your life. It's rejecting the Holy Spirit. It's rejecting the only way to salvation, which is Jesus. The Bible makes it very clear. It may not be popular, but it is true. Jesus is the only way to salvation, the only way to heaven. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no way to the Father but through me. If you try to choose to make it to heaven some other way, it's not going to work out. It's not going to happen. The only sin that cannot be forgiven is rejection of God's love God's way of salvation and resisting the Holy Spirit. In your and life. what is rejection? Rejection is basically when God says, I'm going to forgive you for my sins, and now you obey my commandment, and you walk with me, and you obey what I've t- what I taught. It's just not doing what he says. Yep. Right? Yep. And that's right. it. Here's one question. I'm going to throw this in because this is a crazy one. It says, uh, is there – shoot, it's about hell. It's about hell. It says uh, – the unforgivable – no, where is it? What age – what age – I can't see it. It's right in front of me, but I can't see it. There's is two... there an age requirement for hell? That's is there I... an age requirement for hell? Well, the Bible talks about there's like a there's like an age uh, that you become an adult, like in the Jew in the with the Jews is like 12 years old or something. We don't know the age. The bottom line is Jesus referred to hell over 260 times in the New Testament because it's real, and He wishes that no one will go there. He says, "Wide is the gate to hell, but narrow is the way to eternal life." Why is it? And he says it's difficult because it's difficult because you have to deny yourself and you have to follow him. Yep. And God loves you. He's not, um, he's not religion. He wants to have a relationship with you. He'll forgive you. You can come boldly through the throne of grace and he wants to have a relationship and that's it. Cause he created you. Yep. So that's the end of the show. Uh, contact us at the whosoevers.com. Um, we are going to be touring. Let me plug the tours really quick. Uh, we're going to be touring with the whosoever's going to open schools. We're going to be going to Montana. We're going to be going to Idaho. Um, we'll come to Hawaii. We'll come wherever it's open. Uh, what is it? South Dakota, North Dakota, any of those places that are actually open, Texas, we'll tour any of those schools. Cause right now depression, no, actually suicide and drug overdose with under 18 year olds are higher than they've ever been. Did you know that? I heard that's what they said on the news the other day. So right now with the whosoever's, what we do is the most important thing right now in this time. We need to be out. We need to be in front of students. And we let, need to let them know that there is another way. They don't have to kill themselves. And they don't have to get high till they die. You know what I mean? So contact us at thewhosoever's.com. Also, our app, the whosoever's app. You can get all the past radio shows uh, on YouTube channels. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, you could DM us, you could email us, um, contact us. We're here for you guys. We're here every Saturday night. Um, if you're too timid to 
or scared to call in uh, and tell us your name and, and give us a question online, you can email us. You can hit us up on the Whosoever's DM, and we will take them live on the air next Saturday. Sean, you're going to be in studio next Saturday, right? Yes, I'm be here. We're going to hit it live next Saturday and the night after that. So the next two weeks, we are going to be here doing the thing. Is there anything else? Sunday morning service at my dad's church. Yep, Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. Yep. Recovering from his um, sh- shoulder surgery, but he's he's gonna, he's a savage. He's going to be there still. Like, I still don't know what he got surgery on. <laughs> oh, that's it. We're over. The show's over. <laughs> is it his front tenant? Is it a rotator cuff? I heard it was two things. Two things. We don't know. All right. The show's over. That's it. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks or next weekend. See ya. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday for The Ryan Reese Show. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.